This is another message from Glory City Church by Pastor Catherine Renala. For more information, go to glorycitychurch.com.au. You know, I've been saying for a while that um, God is really, I believe, stirring his people to, to wake up to the raw, real truth of the gospel. And I've, I've shared before that, you know, we can see, I think this is just a little bit loud, if we could just bring it down. We can see um, in the natural, there's lots of um, uh, movement around where people are wanting to eat organically, they're wanting to eat raw foods, they're wanting to be sugar-free here at Easter, hallelujah, we might have to make some exceptions. Um, but there's this, there's this desire for, for the, the raw and the organic. And I believe it's a sign in the natural of a hunger, a heart cry in the hearts of people for the real, the raw, the organic truth. And I've been praying for quite some time out of Revelation chapter 3 that the Holy Spirit would give me eye salve so that I could really see that I wouldn't adopt a, a, uh, an attitude that I'm rich and full and have need of nothing, but that I would actually recognize by the power of the Holy Spirit my need for this Savior on a daily basis and that I would see the real reality of the, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the truth of his death, burial and resurrection, Christ and him crucified, so raw, so real, so confronting in my everyday life that I wouldn't be having my thoughts and my mind conformed to the pattern of the world or the culture around me, but I would live with this in my face and in the foremost part of my thoughts day by day because I believe this message is the power of God to salvation. This is what life is all about. God himself loved us so much that he came and he gave his life for people who hated him. You know, the Bible says in Romans that um, you could understand someone perhaps giving their life for a noble person. But, the, but God came and gave himself up for excruciating punishment and death for people who hated him, who were evil. While we were yet sinners, Jesus died for us because he loved us. He didn't do it thinking, I will love them perhaps you know, when they, when they come good. He loved us where we were and knew we needed his salvation and he laid down his life for us. And I want that message to be so real and raw in me. Sometimes in, in Christian culture or in, even in Western society, we can have a, a vague notion of Christianity, of what Easter is about, of what Christi of, about Christmas is about. But the Lord, I believe, is wanting to bring us back to that place where it is so raw in our hearts that we see it for what it is, where we see with, with uh, the eye salve of God the truth 
of this great Saviour, that the, the message of the cross would pierce me to my heart, that I would recognise that I am no longer called to live for myself, but for this one who gave his, heart, his life for me. Amen? And so... I've been praying this prayer for, for quite some time and I want to continue to pray it. And I pray it for our nation because sadly Christianity over, over the centuries has been interpreted in so many ways. And people have, who, who don't know Jesus, who don't actually have relationship with him, can have a view of him as, as um, being distorted by people that have misunderstood the true message of the gospel and who've misrepresented Jesus. But my heart's prayer is that even today, if you don't know Jesus, that you would, you would understand that he is not necessarily what people have said about him. He is the one that loved you more than life. And he came to lay his life down so that you and he could be in relationship. God created human beings actually in his image so that we could have relationship with him. He, he created us to be his partner the bride of Christ, because he wanted to have fellowship with us. And the only way we can have fellowship with God is by actually um, being able to be with him. But sin separates us from God. So, the, so Jesus came to deal with the problem of sin. He came to pay the price for our sins so that we could be absolutely forgiven, made righteous and clean, and able to stand with Him in His presence on a moment-by-moment, 24-hour, eternal basis, being able to share life and fellowship with Him. Hallelujah. This is the message of the gospel. This is the good news. Why would we not want to be an advertisement? Hallelujah. The heart of the Father is, you know, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And my heart breaks just to think about that. Just that, that he is, while there is breath in the, in the bodies of people walking the earth, he is hoping, believing, praying for, uh, and and causing things in the, in the skies, in, the, in nature, everything to try and testify to his existence and his love for them in the hope that they might respond. We've been seeing, uh, you may have heard about the blood moons and, and things like that. I, I don't profess to understand it all, but I do know this. The heavens and the earth will declare the glory of God. And we need to pay attention. God is trying to get your attention. These things are not by coincidence. It's to get your attention to say, hey, wake up. I'm real. I am so real and I care about you. And this magnificent God, I believe, I see and uh, I can see the moving of the Holy Spirit hovering over people in this amazing season of what I believe is the beginnings of revival. And it's, it's causing our hearts and our spirits to become alive to truth so that the truth might cause us to respond. Christianity is all about response and it's, it's response that's not just a one-off thing. It's a daily thing where we allow the truth of the gospel to cause us to respond in worship. 
The Father says that he's looking for worshippers who worship him in spirit and in truth. That is, worshippers who will respond to the Holy Spirit revealing truth about Jesus. And he wants to reveal it to us every day in different ways. You know, if you, if you see something in the Word of God and your heart goes, Oh, God, that's worship. That's legitimate worship. If you hear a revelation preached and you go, yes, God, that's legitimate worship. It's your heart responding to the Spirit of God, revealing something more about Jesus. When I was looking, I mean, here in in Brisbane, you probably, if you tried to look at the moon last night, it it was not a very spectacular sight with the the clouds and things. But I spent a little bit of time just looking at it and, and it provoked me to worship going, God, look at you. You are amazing. You, that, that same moon was shining when you were walking the earth. And it made me go, oh, God, help me to get some perspective here. And it provoked me to worship. And I believe that the Spirit of God is providing opportunity for us to be provoked all the time. But we need to become fully aware and fully awake so that we can live a lifestyle of response. That's responding in worship. That's responding in allowing the truth to touch us so deeply that we cannot keep it to ourselves. But that we become living water. We become rivers of living water that cannot help but to love people. We have a saying around here, love never fails. So if you reach out and just tell somebody that God loves them or you, or you do something in the name of the Lord or you go to pray for somebody, whether they get healed or not, if they have experienced love, love never fails. Because love is from God. Hallelujah. And when they experience love, they experience God. And so we have this opportunity. You, you, you can't fail. If you, exp- if you release love, even if they re- rebuke you, even if they get angry, they will know deep in their heart there is something there. There's something there. And the word of the Lord will not return to him void. Love will accomplish powerfully what he sent it forth to do. Hallelujah. And so I want to live. My, my journey is I want to live a lifestyle of response. Hallelujah. I want to just share some... Um, scripture with you. I've been reading from Romans 6 today. And um, like I say, there's many, many different translations of the Bible. And I encourage you to read all of them. I I have them all on my iPad. And I like to read it. When I'm studying something, I like to read it in the New King James and the NIV and the Amplified and the New Living. And uh, but I'm reading today from the Passion Translation. and Brian Simmons is actually going to be with us in June, which will be, which will be lovely. Hallelujah. But I'm reading from uh, Romans chapter 6, verse 10. I don't know if you've got that there. Um, Dylan, Dylan, wherever Dylan went. God bless Dylan, he doesn't. We are a little bit short on our teams. We're running on skeleton teams this weekend because of Easterfest. But uh, you can, you can uh, just listen to me and go look it up later. For by his sacrifice... He died to sin's power once and for all, but he now lives continuously for the Father's pleasure. So let it be the same way with you. Since you are now joined with him, you must continually view yourselves as dead and unresponsive to sin's appeal while living daily for God's pleasure in union with Jesus, the anointed one. 
verse 15. What are we to do then? Should we sin to our heart's content since there's, since there's no law to condemn us anymore? What a terrible thought. Don't you realize that grace frees you to choose your own master? But choose carefully, for you surrender yourself to become a servant, bound to the one you choose to obey. If you choose to love sin, it will become your master and will own you and reward you with death. But if you choose to love and obey God, he will lead you into perfect righteousness. Hallelujah. And, you know, you can read actually Romans 5, 6, 7, 8. It's all just delicious. You read the whole book. Encourage you to read whole books of the Bible, actually, at a time. It's, it's a wonderful thing to, to really just take time to read a whole epistle from beginning to end. You know, I think it's dangerous when we just pick the bits we like. But allow the Spirit of God to, to really speak to us through the books, through the words of, Word of God. But, I, you know, the, the good news of the gospel is that we have been, as we put our faith in Jesus... We are identified with him. We are crucified with him. This is the good news. He says, now that he has died, by faith, you can be a partaker with him. And instead of having to pay for your own sin, you become identified with him when you say, I believe that you paid the price for my sin. We, we are crucified with him. But we are also raised up with him into righteousness. And we have a daily choice now to respond. Just as when we become born again, we, we do that by responding to the mercy of God. We, we, we go beyond just believing that it happened and we actually respond saying, Lord, I know that you did that. I believe that you came and that you suffered and that you died. And uh, I believe that that was you paid the price for my sin. And as you actually respond and say, Lord, I want to exchange my old life to receive your life. I want to give you my sin and receive that mercy that you're offering. As we respond to the mercy of God and by faith receive his forgiveness and his righteousness, we become new creations. Hallelujah. It's what Jesus talked about being born again. In that, you know, when Nicodemus, one of the Pharisees came and said, how can I... How can I get in on, in on this? I, I believe that, you're, that, that you are the Messiah. How can I get in on this? And he said, you must be born again, which means to be born of the Spirit. He said, well, how can you, how can you actually go into your mother's womb and be born again? And, and um, Jesus said, no, you need to be born of the Spirit. And that's what happens when we identify with his death, burial, and resurrection. We actually are identified having our old life crucified with him and we get raised up into newness of life hallelujah as we exchange our sin as we exchange all of our unrighteousness all of our pain all of our old life we give it to him we receive a brand new life and a new identity hallelujah we become the righteousness of God in Christ we actually become free from the old accusations and the shame and the punishment that we deserve no longer applies, which is an astounding thing. Instead of having to feel guilty and ashamed and waiting for the, for the axe to fall, I have been set free 
from my past. I've been set free from everything I've done that's wrong. Jesus Christ paid the price for me so that I could actually receive His new nature. Hallelujah. I actually get off scot-free and become a brand new person. Ah, that's why Jesus calls it being born again. Hooray. And so that's what happens when we respond to the mercy of Christ. We become new creations. I love the gospel of Jesus. Woohoo! See, see all that sound? That's what worship looks like because they're responding to the Holy Spirit revealing truth about Jesus. <laughs> so let it rip. Hallelujah. Woohoo, Jesus. It's your heart going, yay! It's worship. It's legitimate. And it, the Father loves it because it's real. Hallelujah. It's all about response. And so we, we come into the kingdom through response, by responding, allowing the message to provoke us to a response that says, yes, Lord, I'm willing to lose my life to find yours. Hallelujah. And, the, and then it, he comes in and he gives us this new life on the inside. It's eternal life. Hallelujah. So that we will live forever in his presence in heaven with him at the right hand of the Father. It's like, oh, seriously. I don't want that ever to become a blasé thought. I want that to be so raw every time I think about it that it would evoke a response in my heart to make me worship God. But the heart of God then is also for us to live in response. You see, we don't worship a dead idol. We, we, we worship the living King of Kings, the one that walks with us, talks with us, the one that cares so much about us, the one who existed before we ever did and who loves us and forever has made me, given me eternal life to be with him. It's the greatest love story that there ever has been or ever will be. It is glorious. And, and so the Father is looking for us to be living counterparts with him. That we would, you know, daily be responsive to him and to his love. And the way that we do that, is, it says here in the scripture, and it says it over and over again throughout, uh, th throughout the word of God. It says here in verse 15, I read this before, what are we to do then? In other words, what is our response to be? to this incredible good news. Should we sin to our heart's content since there's no law to condemn us anymore? No. No, because, you know, when we actually allow the truth of what Jesus has done, he has given me power now to be different. I no longer am a slave to sin. I have been given power to be different. What then should I do? Should I live like I used to live? No, because it's awful, makes you feel guilty, makes you feel ashamed, it weighs you down, it brings death, it brings horrible consequences. Now Jesus is saying, actually, I have given you power to walk in newness of life. Hallelujah. He says, don't you realize that grace frees you to choose your own master? 
You have a choice, a daily choice to choose your own master, whether you serve yourself, whether you serve the enemy, or whether you serve the, the one who loved you more than life. Hallelujah. He says, but choose carefully, for you surrender yourself to become a servant, bound to the one you choose to obey. If you choose to love sin, it will become your master and will own you and reward you with death. But if you choose to love and obey God, he will lead you into perfect righteousness. It says um, back earlier in verse 11, so let it be the same way with you. Since you are now joined with him, you must continually view yourselves as dead and unresponsive to sin's appeal while living daily for God's pleasure in union with Jesus. You, we, our response is to daily reckon ourselves dead. Remind ourselves, this is the truth of the gospel. This is the good news. And this is my response on a daily basis. That daily I would remind myself, I would wake up and remember, I am not de determined, I am not identified by the temptations that I feel. I'm not, I'm not identified by how I have behaved. I am identified by the fact that Jesus came and he gave his life for me. I have responded to him and I have received newness of life. I reckon myself dead today, dead to sin, dead to the old ways and alive to Christ. I remind myself, this is my response, that this is the response that the Lord is looking for us to have on a daily basis, us to respond and say, <coughs> My life is now hidden with you. I respond by saying, this is the truth. <sighs> As he is, so am I in this world. Hallelujah. I need to look in the mirror of his face and look at him and say, ah, oh, now my, my life and my identity is that just as he is holy, he has made me holy. I have been given power now to be different. I remind myself and I like to prepare myself even before I get up and into my day, before I get out of bed, I like to remind myself and think about what it's going to be like when I interact with people. If they annoy me, how am I going to respond if my identity is no longer me who live but Christ who lives in me? That's a good thought. Why not prepare yourself, remind yourself, reckon yourself dead to self and alive to, sin, to, to Christ and remind yourself, prepare yourself, what's it going to look like when I interact with people that, that are, are, you know, maybe irritable or cranky? You know, if it's no longer me who lives, but Christ who lives in me, which is the truth of my new born again identity... They're going to experience the love of Jesus. Hallelujah. What's my life going to look like? Am I going to be seeking to please myself today? Or am I actually going to get to do the good works that God's laid up in advance for me to do? What's today look like? You've called me to be a bright, shining light, the aroma of Christ to those who are perishing. It's not hard work that I have to try for. This is the reality of who I am. And because I'm in him, I will bear much fruit. Ha, 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 hooray. Instead of thinking, oh, well, today I hope I'll try. I'll hope I'll do better. You know, I probably won't. Or I feel bad. I didn't do very well yesterday. Or why do I even bother? 
That's condemnation. That's, that's living from a false um, understanding of our identity. As new creations in Christ, as born-again believers, you have a battle going on and the enemy wants to steal your identity. He wants to deceive you and tell you you're just this weak, pathetic person that's going to try and be good today and you probably won't. But the Bible says the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. Not by accident. Not by feeling, by faith. So you've actually got to respond. You've actually got to apply faith to your daily life. Today, my response to your sacrifice, Jesus, is that I reckon myself dead. And I, in faith, I expect that my life is going to be the aroma and the light of Jesus Christ in the earth. Hallelujah. I expect I'm going to have influence for the kingdom. I expect that God is going to be magnified in my words, my deeds, and in my actions, that he's made my mind alive with him. Hallelujah. That he gives me his thoughts. That he's given me a heart, hope and a purpose and a destiny to let him be made glorious in my life and my world. Hallelujah. That's what the just living by faith looks like. Ha, ha, ha. Grace, grace, grace. The purpose of grace is not so that we live this mediocre life. No one is called to live a mediocre life. Nobody is called just to survive and get through and hopefully maybe get married, have some children and live a life. Every one of us is called to respond to the living God and recognize that he has called me to be light and salt in the earth. Hallelujah. It's the power of God to transform our lives. What is the point of having a gospel that just adds into a life and makes life a little bit more comfortable? Jesus came so that we could be transformed. And we be transformed from glory to glory and strength to strength so that we live by the faith that He gives us. It even comes from Him. He gives us what we need to actually live by faith. The just, that is, the justified, the born again, the righteous ones who have been made righteous by the sacrifice of Jesus, they shall live by faith. We need to be a people. It's time to arise and shine. It's time to get up. Hallelujah. Let's worship. It's good. I like it because the Father loves it when we respond to him. I, I, I am not willing, and I've told the Lord this before. I, God, I'm not willing to pay a price to have a church where we can just do what everybody else is doing because they can probably do it better. But I am willing to lay down my life to see God raise up people who will come alive with him and go and be salt and light in the earth. Hallelujah. Who will transform the world around them. For he is the light of the world. And now as he is, 
So are you in this earth, hallelujah. It's actually very exciting. <laughs> what are you expecting your week to look like? What are you expecting your evening to look like? I'd like to challenge you that perhaps many of us have been half asleep, floating through life, accidentally living. But God is actually wanting us to be purposeful and responsive. Hallelujah. I want to pray for you tonight. We're going to pray for some people before we take communion together. But before I do that, I want, to, I want you to listen. A lot of people believe that God exists. They hear that, you know, Jesus was the son of God. And, and that's, that's wonderful. But the Father requires a response because true love is free. He doesn't force you into relationship with him. And he even tells us to count the cost. And the, the cost is this, that you will lose your life to find his. But in losing your life to find his, his life is eternal and glorious. My filthy rags for his glorious righteousness. My death and, and, and past for his life and hope and future. But it requires our response. It requires us to say, yes, Lord, I, I, I need forgiveness. I need mercy. I have sin to exchange in, and receive forgiveness and righteousness. You see, that's called humility. But hum, the humble get help. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And the grace is that he just wipes away your sin, takes away all your old life and gives you brand new life. He gives you his righteousness and he makes you clean and new. And he brings you into fellowship, relationship with him. So today, if you're here and you know in your heart, you are not walking with God and you want to respond to the mercy of Jesus. I want to give you that opportunity today. If you say, Lord, you deserve a response and I want to respond to you. I want to exchange my life to receive your life. I want to exchange my sin to receive your forgiveness. I want you to come into my life and make me new. I want to be born again. If that's you here today that says, yes, I want to respond to the mercy of Christ, would you just wave your hand at me? I want to pray for you. Across this room, if there's anybody here, just wave your hand and I want to pray for you. It says, yes, yes, I see your hand. God bless you. Anybody else that says, yes, that's me. Yes, I see you. God bless you. Anybody else? Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. That's so wonderful. Anybody else that says, yeah, that's me. I want to respond to the mercy of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me see your hand. Is there anybody else? Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit. You know what? The Father's heart. You, we cannot even begin to comprehend how, how much joy he gets over your response to him today. Now I'm going to ask you to do one more thing. If, that, if you just responded to Jesus, I want you to come and I want to pray for you right now. Would you just give them a hand as they come? 
Would you come? Would you come? I want to pray for you right now. If you've just, if you've just raised your hand, you've responded. I want to just, I want to pray for you. Come, 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 come on. That's good. Come on. That's good. Keep it. Thank you, Jesus. That's awesome. Come on, guys. I celebrate. I celebrate. I celebrate. I celebrate. I celebrate. Yes, God, we say thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hallelujah. Yeah, keep coming. That's awesome, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So good. So good. So good. So good. So good. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I honor your courage because, you know, this is, that makes it really real. You're responding to the heart of God. You're responding to him. And I, I, you know, I celebrate with the Father. But would you just come across here, guys. Come a little closer. Let's just all pray together. Would you do this with me? Just say this after me. Father God, I believe you sent your son Jesus to be crucified, to be punished in my place and to pay the price for all of my sin. I give you my life. I give you my sin. And I ask you, Lord, to forgive me. Come into my life. Make me new on the inside. Fill me with your spirit. I receive your new life. I thank you for your love for me, Lord. Help me to know you in ever-increasing ways. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <laughs> oh, Father, we celebrate over them. Lord, we rejoice with you. And Lord, I ask for each one of these ones. Father, I'm asking, would you reach your hands out now? Remember I said we don't play polite prayers here. I want you to pray for them as they walk into their week. That I want you to pray like they are your brothers, sisters, your, your, your sons, your whatever. I want you to pray for them. Begin to pray. Come on. Lord, I thank you for them. Lord, I'm asking, Spirit of God, that you would touch them. Lord, that you would make this experience so real. Father, I thank you for your presence. Holy Spirit, come. I thank you, Lord, that you are with them. Lord, I ask Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would do your work of transformation in their life. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you make them new, Father, on the inside. Father, I bless them. Holy Ghost, I thank you for your presence. Lord, I ask, Lord, that you touch, Lord, you fill them with your Spirit. Lord, I ask that as he lies down and as he gets up, Lord, that he would know that you love him, that you are with him, that you are for him. I Thank you, you give him power, Lord, today to be different. Father, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you that you are faithful and true, Lord. I bless you. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your son. Lord, I bless him, Father. I thank you that he's been marked by you, oh God, that you love him. Father, that you are for him. Who can be against him? Lord, I bless him. Fill him with his spirit, Lord. Give him power, Father, from this day on, Lord, to walk with you, Lord, in strength and hope. Come on, keep praying. Father, we thank you, Lord, that as they lie down, as they get up, they would know that you are with them, that you are for them, that you are not against them. Lord, that you would speak to them. I ask that you'd speak to them through your word. Lord, that you'd help them, help them to get knitted into Christian family. Come on, keep praying. Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for your son, Lord. I bless him. I thank you that he has eternal life in you, oh God. I thank you, Lord, never the same again, Father. Set free, Father. I thank you for power, Lord, that you set him free from everything that would try to hold him back. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for your glory, your power to be manifested in him. And 
throw him in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for salvation. Thank you, Lord, for freedom and healing now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this one. Lord, I thank you that he's been set apart for you. He's named by you. Lord, his identity is in you. Lord, he is the righteousness of God in Christ. Clean. All things have passed away. I thank you, Lord, that you fill it with your spirit right now in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and everybody said, amen. Hallelujah. Nathaniel. Hallelujah. Could you and Clem, uh, guys, could you just go with Nathaniel and Clem for a few moments? We just want to get your name so we can be praying for you through the week. Is that okay? God bless you guys. That's so awesome. Hallelujah. 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 Ha, ha, ha. What? Can wash away my sin, nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again, nothing but the blood of Jesus. How oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow no other found i know nothing but the blood of jesus you are just sensing that there's some people here today that you've got a little bit of a sense of fear on the inside a fear about i'm not actually being able to live for Christ. I believe that the Spirit of God wants to set you free from fear. That there's been people who've been thinking, I don't know that I could measure up. I don't know that I could walk uh, in a way that's pleasing to God. Jesus died to give you power so that you could do that. If you've got any nagging fear in your heart about that, I want you just to stand up and I'm going to pray for you right now. Just stand up. If there's any fear that's been trying to rob you, I want you just, we're just going to pray right now. Come on, I know there's heaps of you. Stand up. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I break off all of the lies of the enemy that would try to rob these precious saints. I declare over them they are the righteousness of God in Christ. I declare freedom to them. I thank you. And I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come and you would reveal your perfect love that casts out fear. Lord, that you would set them free from fear, that you would give them faith and power to be able to walk in righteousness, to walk in holiness. Lord, set them free by the blood of the Lamb. I thank you, Lord, that you come with revelation of your love, casting out all fear in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen.